Hello and welcome to the Filmmaking Stuff Podcast, where you'll get insider tactics on how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, LA-based motion picture executive, Jason Brubaker. Hey filmmakers, joining us today is Matthew Temple. As a storyteller, he has produced and or directed dozens of projects from studio and independent feature films, commercials for major brands and other short form content. Hardball, The Girls of Summer, is his debut as a feature documentary director. And Matthew, you know, it's so great to have you on the show, but I also want to tell the listeners how we met. So I was taking a workshop in Rockport, Maine, and this was years ago, probably 13 years ago at this time. And uh, I bumped into to Matthew and we had a quick chat and that chat only lasted maybe 20 minutes. And, and we were we we're both younger in our careers and we were talking about filmmaking. And, and I didn't see this guy like forever. And then fast forward to, like I said, maybe, you know, 10 years later, uh, I'm at a film festival on a panel and there's this guy and I'm like, wait, we met. And uh, anyway, Matthew, um, you know, this, the, the world is large and small, all in the same. So I'm, I'm glad we're able to cross paths yet again on this podcast. I, I love it. Uh, and I, I hate to break it to you, but it was a whole lot longer than 13 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have said that. <laughs> but we, we won't tell anybody that. So that's how long that was. Um, and, uh, you know, and then I was in LA and Hollywood for 12 years, uh, raising a family, building a career. Um, and so, you know, but Hardball, the Girls of Summer was a project that I started boy, three and a half years ago. Uh, we basically finished it right before I left in December. And then the last few months has been finding our distributor, um, getting all the deliverables together, all those last final finishing touches. Well, how did you decide to make a movie about women's baseball? I'm the father of four daughters. Uh, three of whom played baseball. When uh, when they started playing, it was it was just weird that there were basically no other girls playing. And at a certain point, a, a Google search of why don't girls play baseball brought up a book called uh, Stolen Bases: Why American Girls Don't Play Baseball. And I ended up reaching out to the author and talking to her. We developed a friendship. And as I started getting into the research, I realized my timing was perfect. The Women's Baseball World Cup was coming up later that year. Um, And so I just kind of put it into high gear and raised a little bit of money and got some cameras and a small crew. And we filmed for the, you know, we did our first principal production. We started 10 days in America. Then we followed Team USA to Korea in the World Cup, filmed there for almost two weeks. And then, uh, you know, and then filming obviously then took about another year after that before we got all of our pieces together. And I noticed uh, Mr. Coppola is in the film. How did he get involved? Uh, Mr. Coppola got involved um, because uh, Soma Stompers is an independent uh, professional minor league team and their main sponsor is the Coppola Wineries. Coppola was pretty instrumental in making sure that the team that his company was sponsoring uh, made an effort to recruit female ballplayers. And two of the women who are sort of a, two of the main women in our movie were the two women who played on Sonoma Stompers. At the 2018 World Cup, um, the Godfather and I met and uh, we had a great conversation. I shared with him the movie before it was quite, you know, all the way finished. Um, I ended up getting a phone call from him 
I don't know, two or three weeks later, uh, I got a phone call. Uh, Hello, is this Matthew? Uh, and I said, yes, it is. Uh, this is Francis. And uh, he gave me a little uh, to congratulate me on the film, to give me a small little masterclass on filmmaking. And uh, through that, uh, his people also uh, allowed us to use uh, 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 an interview that he had done about women in baseball in our movie. Oh my gosh, that's like one of those things that just doesn't happen. It. I have to tell you, when I got off the phone, I was able to keep my shit together long enough to get through a half an hour phone call. And when I was done, I'm pretty sure I hyperventilated for about a half an hour. But during the World Cup, I saw him every day. We had numerous conversations. He's in the movie. We had a conversation on the phone. Uh, he liked the movie enough to give me a phone call and congratulate me. And uh, um, and interestingly, his notes that he gave me were really kind of musical notes. It was a little bit about what he called phrasing. And he said, you know, the one thing that I would suggest is phrasing. And he said, you know, my father was a composer. And so I grew up with a lot of music and, uh, and I realized that in storytelling, I want to use the same phrasing where you take you start with your theme and then you and then you rephrase it and you rephrase it and you continue to keep the you know the integrity of the original theme as you also rephrase and move the piece forward in this case the story forward and his notes actually came at a really nice time and we hadn't done the score yet and then adrian lee who uh anyone who's a, a mike and the mechanics fan uh, who then became a a, a uh, a composer and composed the medallion with Jackie Chan and end of days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, there is someone I have a very good relationship with. And when he saw the movie, uh, he said, I want to, I want to compose the music for that. And I said, Adrian, I gotta be honest. Yeah, this is a low budget independent documentary. I can afford you. And he said, stop right there. This is not a conversation about money. It's a conversation about this film that you just directed that I want to make the music for. It's um, amazing, oops. man. And, and you, you come from a narrative background too. So what was your big lesson coming from narrative into the world of documentary storytelling? I think in some ways it gave me strengths, uh, benefits. It also brought some additional challenges. The benefit is that as a as a narrative storyteller, I was able basically just to take what I knew and use that same the same structure, the same act structure. You know, if you watch the movie, you'll see that it follows a very sort of traditional act structure, getting to know the characters. You know, obviously there are differences. We don't have a single protagonist. We have five, but you know, it's following these heroes and their stories. Uh, writing that story after the fact. So I got to tell you, I had an idea of the way the story was going to go. You know, what's supposed to happen? You know, the Team USA is ranked number two in the world behind Japan. And through three weeks of filming, everything that we thought was going to happen for the most part didn't happen. I don't want to, I don't want to give away too much. I think when you go and you tell, uh, if you're making a documentary, there's a historical documentary, which is we know what happened and now we're going to write a narrative-esque story about that. The other is getting into it and saying, hey, we're going to go find out what's going to happen. And for the most part, you have to make certain assumptions about what is going to happen. You have to know who you're going to film, where you're going to point the camera, all of these things, right? And when that entire thing falls apart, like the story had to shift. And I will say, and I can kind of, you know, lay this out as one of the, one of the major gifts that happened. Uh, I would guess I'd say all of it was a gift because there were a lot of challenges that we didn't foresee. And when I say challenges, not for us as filmmakers, but challenges for the women that we were following. When we came in, 
that everything seemed like things were really moving in the right direction with backs in in the women's game. Um, as we're kind of wondering, what are we going to do now with the story is everything is falling apart. It seems like women's baseball we thought was really going someplace, and now all of a sudden still in the same boat where it's getting no coverage in the U.S. We're getting very little love. The, you know, the women are making all these sacrifices, and nothing's kind of going their way. And then uh, Major League Baseball and USA Baseball, actually during the filming of our movie, decided that they were going to host the first ever uh, tournament for girls. And MLB, in the meantime, has actually begun to really invest in in helping girls, not necessarily looking for how do we really build a robust woman's game, but how do we actually go at the earliest levels possible. That way, when the time comes, they're actually building a foundation. Uh, actually, I was talking to Tracy Reiner not too, too long ago. And uh, for those movie buffs, I'm sure most are aware she's uh, Penny Marshall's daughter and uh, was also in a league of their own. And she's been very active and interested in women in the women's game. And she said something that was kind of heartwarming, which was, you know, there's so much happening right now, but we're really at this genesis moment that someday I think your movie will be this really important historical piece showing the genesis of what is going to be a really bright future in women's baseball. I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, I mean, based on what you're saying, it sounds like you're really at the beginning of some of the stuff and you're able to document it, which is exciting. How, how has this been for your daughters? I have to tell you, when, when we finally got our, when we got uh, Jessica Mendoza to narrate, we got Francis Ford Coppola uh, in the movie. Uh, you know, if you saw the poster, we have, you know, Billie Jean King actually was the reason that we were able to get Jess Mendoza was with a lot of help from Billie Jean King. Um, who's been an, a wonderful supporter of the film along the way. Uh, and then we finally got uh, distributor and, you know, our release date. And uh, I got a call and they were just, you know, they had seen how much work had gone into it. And for them, it's been, I think, you know, they, the, my call was like, Pa, we're so proud of you. And for my daughters to be proud of me for something that I, that they inspired, um, is really sort of special all the way around. You're doing some things that are interesting. So you have a documentary and you actually have figured out how to attach names, even though you have uh, a limited budget. And is it the power of the story that it, that allowed you to attract those names? The names came later. And that's something that I didn't even know really before. So Billie Jean King, for example, was someone that I'd really want to do it, bring on as a producer and executive producer. That didn't happen, but the, but from the time that I started reaching out and making connections, it took over a year before we finally had a phone call with her. Now let me go back to that same time I was also reaching out and trying to get to Jessica Mendoza. And for those who are not big you know, baseball fans, Jess Mendoza is uh, the, the first uh, female broadcast announcer for uh, Major League Baseball. She, she's the uh, Sunday Night Baseball um, <clears throat> announcer for ESPN. But this was a major process. So by the time we, it took over a year before we finally got on a phone call with Billie Jean King. And when we did on that phone call, we said, you know, uh, we've been trying to get in touch with Jess Mendoza to be our narrator. And Billie Jean said, hey, I know Jess, I'll give her a call. And that's kind of how that came about. Um, and actually it's kind of the same thing with, with Coppola was we basically had a movie that was, that was put together and we're like, hey, we want to put this in the movie. Is that okay? And they wanted to see it. And obviously they liked what they saw. So therefore it became okay. So one of the things that would have 
was is a, such a challenge is that there's always a there's always a sense of a bit of a, a rush in some ways, right? Like as soon as I'd given up on Jess Mendoza, I'd given up on Billie Jean, and then it 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 came, but it also came. I have a, a great producing partner, Jewel Greenberg, who when I was kind of feeling like okay, I, I I'm tired of pushing, she'd say, hey, well, let's reach out one more time, and uh, and I think that it's just time. And a good chunk of that time was basically just I wasn't good enough to do it any faster. So I'm not trying to get on my high horse here or anything because. Um, if I was a great storyteller and a great documentary filmmaker, I would have been finished sooner. And ultimately it was each step of the way, it was getting uh, a good enough teaser together so that I could get secure some financing. And even when I went to ask USA Baseball, hey, can I like hang out? I wanna follow the women's national team from your tryouts all the way to the World Cup in, in South Korea. And you know they're thinking, who is this guy? Are, are we gonna trust him with this story? And it came down to how good was the stuff that I put together? How good was my, the work that I could say, hey, here's some of the other things that I've done before. But each step along the way, I actually had to kind of continue to prove myself. So I think that would kind of be the advice is that is that it's just hard and you're gonna there's gonna be so many no's and there's gonna be so many times where it's, you just kind of have to keep pushing and that's just gotta be okay. And in some ways it would have been great if this movie was done a year a, a year ago but it just wasn't ready. It just, this is the amount of time that it took. And I can't lament that. And certainly not now, because this is what it took for me to get, uh, you know, to get Jess Mendoza on board and, you know, and to really, and, and even, and to find distribution. This is just what it took. Again, it was so great to meet you for 20 minutes so many years ago uh, to, to have our paths cross again. And, and here you're making a film with Francis Ford Coppola and other real notable names. Um, Congratulations, and and the subject matter of the film I think is important, and uh, I I absolutely believe that you're on you know the cusp of what will hopefully become a well-known sport um, globally. You know, this interesting thing is there's so much pushback against girls just wanting to play a sport until the men got to know them, meaning their own teammates became their biggest advocates. And sometimes that was kind of this a really sort of beautiful realization and actually inspired me to start this blog that I now have called Dude Let's Talk, which is really geared towards towards men and modern masculinity. Well, where can people find out more about you and your work? Uh, well, matthewctemple.com is my, is, is my website. Uh, and I'm pretty much all over, uh, everywhere. My handles are Matthew C. Temple. So I'm fairly easy to find that way. Matthew C. Like Charlie Temple. Um, hardballfilm.com is the, uh, is the website for the film and dudeletstalk.com is my blog. Awesome. Well, it's so great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for stopping by Filmmaking Stuff. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Filmmaking Stuff podcast with Jason Brubaker. If you like our show and want to get more filmmaking info, make sure you check out filmmakingstuff.com and join us every week for new filmmaking tactics. Until next time, take action and make your movie now.